0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians and we talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. This past week, I added some new items to the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page. If you would like to support the Vox and Hops podcast, the absolute best way. To do that is to head on over to the Vox and Hops Big Cartel page and get yourself one of the brand new Vox & Hops Cuffed Knit Beanies. It's getting cold up here in Canada, and it is the perfect time for a Vox & Hops beanie. You can also get yourself the 9-ounce Vox & Hops branded tasting glass, the exact style of glass that I like to use when I am at home drinking craft beer and sharing those beers with my friends. It is the absolute best style of glass for that. And... For another week and a half, you can get your Water Makes You Rust When You're Made of Metal Long Sleeve. The pre-orders are going to be live until November 20th, and then that's it. They're gone. I'm going to place the order, and then I'm never going to make these again. So if you want to get the Vox and Hops Water Makes You Rust When You're Made of Metal Long Sleeve, you need to act before November 20th because you will not get the chance to get it again. Today on the podcast, I am with Riley McShane, the vocalist of Allegian and Continuum, and many other projects. Here it is, Vox and Hops, episode number 83.
1: I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed.
0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Today I'm with Riley McShane from Continuum and Allegion.
1: Hey, hey, buddy. How you to- doing?
0: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Today we are at Le Saint Bock Barasserie Artisanale in Montreal on Saint Denis Street, and uh, I'm super stoked you're here to play a show at Fufon Electric. Yes. Which is the classic Montreal venue. Nice. Our
1: CBGBs. Good old, good old electric butts, man. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm always so happy when I get surprised and find out who's. Actually, here on tours. Yeah, right. Because you're in multiple projects, and I sort of knew you were in Continuum, but I didn't realize you were in Continuum until I saw posts about the tour and you being there all the time. Yes. So I was yes. very excited, and I'm happy that we're sitting down and finally having a chat together. Yeah, it's yeah.
1: been it's been a long time coming. You know, absolutely. Been, been friends for a few years since we met on the boat. I think was uh, the first the first glancing encounter. We were both very drunk. We don't talk about what happens on the boat. (laughs) (laughs) 70,000 tons of metal is a lot of
0: fun, but it's very dangerous. Yes, yes.
1: uh, It's too easy to just party for three days and not sleep, which is exactly what I did.
0: Yes, and you took a big bite out of the opportunity to play with cattle. Yes. I got the same email. Travis couldn't make it. Yes. Due to family emergencies. Uh Yeah. And he skipped out on the 70,000 and cattle sent out like a, a call to all vocalists that they yep. knew on the ship.
1: So I actually got a, a phone call from Derek Engemann. Yes, uh, shout out to Big D. Yes, Big D. Uh, I got a phone call from him while I was on my way to the airport, and he was just like, "Hey man, like you know, Travis can't make the boat. Like, or we're trying to hit people up. Are you available? All this kind of stuff." I was like, oh, "Yeah, dude. Like, I can do you guys a solid." You know what? He's like, "What? What material? What material are you familiar with? What can you do?" I was like, "Oh, well, I could. I could probably do like anything off." Anthropocene, the Anthropocene extinction, their last record before the Death new, Atlas comes out. Yeah, coming, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and he was like, "Okay, cool, that's five songs." <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, "God <laughs> damn it!" So yeah, so I uh, yeah, it was uh, it was it was rough because it was it was cattle first, and then Allegiance first show was at five a.m. on the Jesus pool deck, like clo- clo- like closing the first day on the pool deck. So. It was that, so I had to stay up for between both of them. That was going to be my question. How did you handle that? Did you plan to take a nap? And, or, and just- okay, so what happened was I stayed up for the first two days. Like, just didn't sleep at all because I didn't... Like my alarms didn't work. I had no idea what time it was. We missed an interview that we had scheduled on the boat because it was like, uh, what is time? We're (laughs) like in the middle of the ocean. I have no idea. And so we, uh, yeah, we, we missed an interview. So I just, I didn't want to risk missing a set. So I just stayed up and it was cattle like first, like in the pyramid room, like a couple hours after disembarkment and then a legion at like 5am and then a legion again, uh, in the pyramid room. Uh, like pretty early on on the second day, and then cattle, like, like maybe a couple hours before the land stop in Haiti. So after I did that final cattle set, I like went to my bunk or my cabin, and I was just like, okay, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna close my eyes for a little bit. Like I'm gonna relax, and uh, when I was I like felt myself like drifting into sleep, and I heard the like. Boom, like, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. be making our land stop in Haiti soon. <laughs> like, fucking, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just, like, wake up in a second. And I, like, woke up what felt like minutes later just being like, oh, shit. Like, where are we? Okay, hold on. And I went to go see if we were still on land stop because you can't really feel anything.
0: No, no, it's, it's a huge shit. Yeah, yeah, you can't
1: feel if you're on the ocean or not. And so... I like make my way up to the pool deck and it's just like completely dark in the middle of the sea. And I was just like, you oh. missed the whole I thing. totally slept through the entire land <laughs> <stuff>. <laughs> So if I ever go back, I'll try to uh, make sure that I experience the, the touristy part. The ship is brutal. Yeah. The ship is brutal. Yeah, the ship takes no prisoners. Well, sometimes I've, never it takes s- prisoners. I've never said this
0: on the podcast, but I, I did wake up in the hallway in my underwear yes. a few times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We are at St. Buck, we are drinking Champion Grounds twenty eighteen bourbon barrel. It's a coffee stout, uh, an Imperial coffee stout. Clocks in at a shockingly twelve percent. Twelve ABV. Cheers. Cheers. It smells boozy, bourbon and coffee.
1: Oh, that's real good. It's got a nice. Oh, uh, it's smooth though. It's very smooth. Very smooth. Almost like sweet. Mm. Almost like has like an iced coffee kind of vibe to it. It's like, mm. it's like it tastes like, like Irish iced coffee (laughs) I love it (laughs) let's bring back an old game I used
0: to do if this beer was any person any person in the world an imaginary person what would this beer's name be
1: James Earl Jones (laughs) don't even have to think about it
0: (laughs) let's go back to to you growing up Uh, what was the soundtrack to your youth what music played in your house were your parents musicians? How did you end up singing in extreme death metal bands?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a there's a really old video uh, home home movie, I guess I should say, uh, from when I was God couldn't have been more than like two or three years old. And, like, dancing around in nothing but, like, red trim, like, Mickey Mouse little boy underwear <laughs> to uh, Iron Man by Black Sabbath. Really? Yeah. So I have a... I'm the youngest of five, and my brother is 15 years older than I am.
0: Holy shit. Okay. Yeah.
1: And he's also my only brother. So I'm. It's, he, we're the, the boys are the end caps, and there's three girls in between. So uh, my older brother uh, plays guitar and sings, and he's all about harmony. He loves, like, the Beatles and Alice in Chains. So growing up... Uh, my first real exposure to singing was him being like, Hey, learn this. Because be, he wanted to sing with you. Right. And I'd wow. be like, oh, okay. Like, I, ah, this is hard. Like, but my brother is also uh, very strict. My brother is a very strict teacher. Uh, he, from everything from like singing to typing to playing music, like playing an instrument, like my brother is very, very like, like, No, you're doing it wrong. Like, just it right. And it's like, Oh, my God. So. Uh, a few techniques that I learned to implement harmony singing and all that kind of stuff have like stuck with me since then. Um, my next oldest sibling uh, is the other person I got—I'd say—most of my musical influence from, uh, as far as siblings go, um, and that's my my oldest sister. And she was much more into like '90s. She was more into like hair metal, like like Guns and Roses and Poison and you know White Snake and all that stuff. But she was also super into like early 90s like r&b and stuff i was born in 1988 so when all that stuff was coming out i was still just like a really little kid um but you know she'd be like bumping like paula abdul and and all that kind of stuff uh when i was growing up as well so i had a little bit of a dichotomy of like both sides of the musical spectrum like the rock and metal-ish kind of world and then like the you know pop rock and 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 r&b kind of world as well um on top of that my dad, uh, he he plays a little bit of guitar and does a little bit of singing, but my dad is more of like a James Taylor, Grateful Dead kind of dude. And like, you know, that's just not my not my not my speed. My, yeah, you, want, you, want you want to hear a really good joke? Yes, please. Yes. How many Grateful Dead fans does it take to change a light bulb? They don't. They just watch it burn out and follow it around for like 60 years. (laughs) Oh, snap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, coming in hot. Not a big Grifledead fan. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, I I had a little bit of that influence from there. He like, you know, bought me my first guitar and all that kind of stuff. Um, But uh, his brother, uh, my uncle Chris, uh, actually taught me a lot about playing guitar when I first started. And for the first like half of my life, I'd say, I was really much more focused on doing like singer-songwriter stuff um, rather than just singing. Um, from there, I'd say that I first really started getting into metal you know, like maybe like seventh, eighth grade. I had a couple of friends who started getting into like the hardcore revival that was going on in like 2000, 2001. That's when it became like your music and not your brother's music,
0: not someone else's right. music. Exactly. It was yours.
1: Exactly. And so I started getting, you know, it was, it was a slow transition. My brother gave me like a, you know, shortly before that, As a means of, like, learning to play guitar stuff, I was given a bunch of CDs from, like, Metallica and, like, Machine Head and Pantera and Rage Against the Machine and System of a Down. Like, kind of more mainstream, accessible artists to, like, learn the basics on. And then friends of mine who, you know, had, you know, wider spectrum of influences were like, oh, like, if you like this, you should check out, you know, stuff like, like, Cradle of Filth and, like, all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I'll check check it out. And... Uh, the internet
0: was happening, or yeah, just about happening. It was exactly, like the those dial-up, those, int- dial
1: those those robot sex sound internet, uh, <laughs> the LimeWire, yeah, yeah, dude, the uh, Napster glory days. There's a uh, there's a really good quote uh, that is something along the lines of using. Like downloading shit from LimeWire and Kazaa was basically like having unprotected sex with the internet. That's like, true. <laughs> it was <laughs> so bad.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, it, 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 our, our computers nowadays, in situations like that, would last
1: less than an hour. It would just implode. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's it was just like so dangerous. So like that's <laughs> such. I mean, and luckily, like spyware and malware had not quite developed to the point where it is today. Otherwise, yeah, you're right. You would you would download one song and be oh, like, oh, <laughs> I, I, I guess I need a new social security number. <laughs> like it's, it's crazy, but uh, but yeah, I started getting into like that kind of stuff more like towards the end of middle school. And How then, was it
0: the guitar side of it that drew you into it or the vocal style?
1: So it was the guitar side, side initially, but then after hearing uh, Danny Filth, I was like, whoa! Like what is he doing? Like Absolutely. that's crazy! Yeah. Like because he's such a sick vocalist, you know what I mean? And so I. Uh, that like really, really drew me in and at the time I didn't really have any other you know, there was like a couple more like hardcore metalcore influences like uh like like Evergreen Terrace and, and Poison the Well, as lay dying before they were awful human beings. Uh sorry. Well, one of them was not, an awful human not, being. Not, yeah, and one of them was an awful human being. The rest of the guys are great. Who did his time? Yeah. yeah well, <laughs> that's a whole you other are from of san diego i am from san diego is yeah. <laughs> that it hits, hits a little close to home not a not a not my favorite subject anyway uh so uh you know bands like that um you know one of my first like big concerts that i went to i think like the really pivotal one uh was in 2002 uh, it was the headbangers ball oh yeah, yeah so it was it was lamb of god and, Kill Switch, Shadows Fall, and God Forbid, I want to say. Love My God Forbid. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah. oh, So good. So good. Anti-Hero was like... Just, Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Such yeah. a good song. So, is, and the Constitution the of Trees, and I
0: liked the a lot yes. too.
1: Yes, um, But yeah, that was like my first like metal show that I went to, and I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. And uh, But still, like I said, like more like metalcore, kind of, you know, early 2000s revival kind of bands. Um, nothing quite like the death metal that I play now, and my first real exposure to that was in my freshman year of high school, uh, I had kind of started hitting those goth kid vibes pretty hard. I was starting to feel <laughs> feel that teenage angst. It was, uh, it was those co- are your him years coming in, yeah, dude, coming in full force. So I, you know, I was so into Cradle of Filth. I just kind of modeled my whole thing after that. That and AFI, uh, and so I was like, okay, because Black sails in the sunset is still, by the way, one of the best records ever made. Anyway, uh, um, he's a good vocalist. Yeah, he's such a good singer. He's a um, good vocalist. So. Uh, after that, it got into this, uh, there was, there was this one kid who was like a junior when I was a freshman and his name was Nico, is Nico. He's not dead. Uh- <laughs> Rest in peace, Nico. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we used to ditch PE together cause we were goth kids. So he, we would go to his car and listen to music. And the very first time we did that, he showed me Demon of the Fall by Opeth. Uh, he showed me... Maybe It might have been Vermin by Old Man's Child, because Indefiance didn't come out till 2003, and this was in, like, 2002, maybe. So uh, some Old Man's Child stuff, some Demu stuff, uh, and then he showed me some Emperor, like, some Bathory, like, just, like, super, like, black metal. Just black taking and B- it kind of darker yeah. and darker. And, and darker. I was just like, oh, my God, this is all so good. And, uh, you know, from there, I started getting more into, like, death metal vocals. Uh, when did you start... So, messing around with that was it just you in your room so my first band was with Nico uh when I was a freshman he was a junior like months later cause uh I had been like practicing and I had like you know learned stuff from Cradle of Filth and singing along to that kind of stuff and he was just like oh my god this is so sick I think he heard me singing along to her Ghost in the Fog off of Midian uh like in the like quad area of of the school with my headphones in cuz I clearly had no shame. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Been there done that, yeah. And uh and he was like, "Oh my god, that's so good. Like you should come like do this band practice thing." And then that's literally where it where it all started. Um a couple years later, I joined more of like a power metal geared kind of thing. Uh which uh no, I don't think that's on my, my metal archives anymore. There's a, high, I, there's a high school band on my metal archives, which is really, yeah, really, really horrifying to me because uh, <laughs> it's funny because I'm not in the pictures or anything like that. But I was like a founding member of a band that went nowhere because we were in high school uh, called uh, Darkness Enthralled,
0: I want to say. It's not a bad name. It's,
1: it's not great. It's, it's <laughs> not bad, but it's not great. And uh, yeah, that's still on there. But Darkness Enthralled was basically a, a reiteration of the first band. And then the second band was like the more power metal one called Shadow's Prophecy. Yeah, right? And uh, <laughs> and uh, after that, I kind of I moved up to L.A. Um, shortly after graduating high school. I took a little bit of a break from music, kind of went back into the singer-songwriter roots for, for a while. And then I uh, I moved up to Santa Cruz in 2007 um and uh spent my first year there kind of just like chilling out like not really you know but santa cruz is such an artistic community i was just always surrounded by art and music and all that kind of stuff and uh i do love that city yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great uh but yeah so i i was just like man i, I got the itch like i want to go play i want to go like do music again and uh my girlfriend at the time overheard me practicing uh a deicide song uh i think it was once upon the cross and she was like, oh, you're really good at that. And I was just like, I, thanks. Like, I guess. I don't know. I haven't done it in a really long time. And uh, from there, I joined up with some local musicians. Um, and we recorded our EP with uh, Max Zygman, the bass player for Son of Aurelius. Um, and that time at Max, when we were done recording, he was like, hey, I'm working on this side project called Smargos. Uh, it's like really crazy grindy like nuts kind of stuff and I was like yeah sure like I'll check it out Uh, you know a few years earlier when I was still diving down the rabbit hole Got super into like Grindcore, like uh, Pig Destroyer, Old School Cattle Decap, uh, you know, Circle of Dead Children, like all those all those awesome bands. That's <laughs> a wonderful band name. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're really good. It's a really good <laughs> band they're, they're it's horrible, a really good band. It's good.
1: <laughs> uh, um, but I was like, so he when he was like, yeah, it's super grindy, like really crazy stuff. I was like, dude, sold. So, um, we, we recorded a three track EP together. Uh, Seven minutes long. Pretty much. (laughs) It's like, it's it's, it's right, right around there. But we recorded a three track EP together and, uh, we you know just kind of remained friends and then in 2010 uh son of aurelius he contacted me because son of aurelius was booked on a tour uh opening opening the tour for cattle decap devourment knights of the abyss burning the masses and son of aurelius and uh, their vocalist bailed like right beforehand and so he was like hey dude i was gonna do merch for it initially and he was like hey do you want to just do vocals for this tour promotion Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yeah, sure. Like, you know, like, I I can learn the set. Like, you know, I had a couple weeks to do so, and so I did. And uh, that was how I joined Son of Aurelius, which was, like, my first, like, professional... Touring act. Yeah, like metal, like real professional metal band. Um, Son of Aurelius took a pretty hard left turn between the first album that I was not on and the second album that I was on uh, and we kind of moved in a way more like progressive metal kind of direction which is not a great idea when you're because we did it completely independent like no label no management no anything and so all we had was our fans to like support it and we pissed them off really bad so kind of tanked son of Aurelius kind of died after that um, in the interim between those two albums though I recorded vocals for inanimate existence I did the never cycle of atonement record um, And then uh, released Under a Western Sun uh, right around the same time that I released this, the first Continuum record, The Hypothesis. I recorded vocals for that in 2011, I want to say. How do you come up with all these lyrics? Dude, I I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, for Never Ending Cycle of Atonement, that was, uh, all the lyrics were actually written by Cameron Porras, the guy who writes all the lyrics, has always written all the stuff for Inanimate. Um, under Western sun was like, probably even to this day is probably the project that I like hold closest to the heart because it's like, put like a lot of heart and soul. It was like my first like professional record, so to speak. I did air quotes for those of you listening. Uh, I, Uh, it was my first like professional record, you know, so to speak. It was just like my first chance to like really get my voice out there. Um, so I put a lot of time and a lot of heart and soul, like really took the things that I like feel and believe m- the most strongly at the time, and like put them into that record. So that's where a lot of the lyrical inspiration for that came from. Um, and then a legion. Well, we haven't gotten to that part of the story yet. Well, (laughs) so with Continuum, the first time was a concept record called The Hypothesis about a guy who like solves the hypothesis uh, or solves the Continuum hypothesis, which is like a mathematical conundrum. um, And he basically uses it to like create his own like little universes like in his in his uh, cool. Yeah, in his like lab. He's like making these like universe projects. And every song is a different universe. (laughs) Sort of. So it starts off with him like trying to figure it out and then a couple like different universe songs and then towards the end he gets like sucked into one and just like serves as this like 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 like, deitic kinda entity inside of it. And then he like gets drunk on that power and just like continues to like put himself into these different universes. And it just like ends up consuming him entirely and he just like just gets stuck bouncing between these like different universes of his own creation um it's amazing yeah super super sick science tied, fiction tied, fun t- stuff. T-
0: tied up with a little bow yeah <laughs> perfect
1: and uh and so those were those those lyrical themes and after the after son of aurelius flopped i was like really really discouraged because like i said it was like this su- your first super near and dear yeah. to me like and it was it just got so much hate because it was so different now you know five years later people are like oh my god it's like the best progressive metal album i've ever heard blah 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 all this kind of digestion stuff. digestion is always yeah at the time it was just too much of a shock to the existing fan base i think and a lot of people just didn't like it um so i was pretty discouraged i stopped touring stopped doing metal stuff for a couple years um it's crazy then, how it does that to us right yeah right yeah. Our, our fragile <laughs> our fragile little egos uh, <laughs> other but, uh, people's perceptions yeah right yeah. but you know, uh, a couple years went by, and then, uh, and then Greg Burgess, my guitar player in Allegian, contacted me to do like a little fill-in tour because their vocalist was having some issues at the time, some like personal stuff he was going through. And uh, I was like, yeah, sure, like you know, whatever, like as long as it pays, like I don't give a shit. I was pretty pretty jaded at that point, and. uh it came out later on that the reason he hit me up was because under western sun is like his favorite album like of all time oh cool and i was just like oh cool and so he was like yeah i figured if i was going to hit up a vocalist i would hit up like literally my favorite one in the world so i was just like oh oh i feel better now (laughs) um that's pretty much how that started and then i joined a legion and the rest is the rest is history, so... That's the project that's taken off the most. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Allegiant had already had kind of a, a substantial footprint in the scene before I joined, and then uh, I think Proponent for Sentience took us a little bit to a higher level, and we're right in the middle of our apoptosis record cycle, so... It's uh, yeah. We'll see how it goes. It's been getting received really well so far. We're it's about a great, to it's a great, great record. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're about to take off on our second leg of our headlining run for this one, and you yeah, know, we'll we'll see how it goes. Plus, you guys are like really greedy, and, yeah. and you you
0: you want Patreon. Yeah, fans. We're, we're
1: we're horrible. <laughs> we we hold our fans hostage. Uh, we hold our fans hostage, threatening to break up the the ever looming threat <laughs> of breaking up t- uh, to hold them hostage and force money out of their pockets. That's that's our business plan.
0: You guys get a lot of heat for being one of the first death metal bands to do a Patreon yes subscription that being said a lot of bands have followed suit and actually do that now yeah how do you guys feel about it now that you still do that
1: uh yeah we still have Patreon um we're less active on it than we used to be uh because when it first started it was like really really important you know what I mean it was like you know as we said and unfortunately the press kind of twisted it into their own direction um you know it was it, we were on the verge of like just d- dism- dis, you know breaking up because we couldn't afford to tour we couldn't afford to really do anything we're based all over the country so it's like flights on top of that to get together to rehearse before tours and maintenance and you know you know how it is touring's expensive um and oftentimes you don't start making money off touring for a long time.
0: No, no. It's, it's all those t-shirts. It, yeah. And all you people at home, you buy shirts. Yeah. That's Tra- what helps Traveling
1: us. t-shirt salesman. That's yeah. literally all we are. The music yeah. is just a, you know, the music is just a, a, a front for, That's right. our, you, you for stream, our traveling stream, t-shirt. Stream our music. Yes. That's cool. Yes. Come to a show, pick up a shirt. Yeah. Pick up a shirt. Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, we got a lot of heat for it. Um but exposure as well. Yeah, it it, it went there was there was I'd say an equal amount of people being like, you know, fuck this band, they're a bunch of panderers, and like, just break up, like, if you can't afford to be in a band, like, get a real job, no one should pay you for your hobby, all that kind of shit. People who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people who don't tour. Yeah, yeah. People who, you know, have been in basement bands, like, their whole life, and are like, man, I'm not gonna pay you for I your on hobby. Tour. And I'm like... I played three dates over the weekend. Yeah, right, weekend, yeah. weekend I warriors. I went back to work. Yeah, go figure, weekend warriors and keyboard warriors are oftentimes the same people. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't mean that. I don't. That was just too good of a joke for me to pass up. yeah uh, <laughs> (laughs) but uh but no it's uh we got an equal amount of that it compared to people being like i had never even heard of this band before but like i see no problem with what they're doing so i'm gonna give them 10 bucks a month yeah and then you guys dropped like that rush cover
0: at the same time yeah yeah we dropped really 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 animate
1: yeah um because subdivisions was on proponent for sentience yeah um and then we did animate like shortly after that it's kind of like a patreon thing we we've dropped like exclusive music videos on patreon we try to do cool um, you know, we try to make it worthwhile for the people that subscribe to it. Like I you said,
0: you have we, to, a, you have to feed the yeah, machine. You know right what I mean? Well, and it's like
1: they, of all the people that, you know, I don't want to say deserve that content because it's like everyone's a fan, everyone loves the music, they're all out there supporting us in one way or another. But they should get
0: it exclusively. Right? But it's like
1: if you if you're going the extra mile, you know what I mean. Like you should be rewarded for that, and that's what we've tried to do. You know, to the best of our ability. Like I said, the past few months have been a little bit more inactive on the Patreon front, unfortunately, because we've just been doing the record and working on tours and made a few changes in our back end, and you know just a little bit of restructuring I'd say. Um so it's unfortunately taken our focus away from that but we're we're planning on like doing a full restructure to the actual Patreon platform and hitting it super hard uh you know coming in the fall. So something to look out for. Uh but yeah, we get, we got we got a lot of flack for it but in the, honestly in the long run it's like it, w- it was so worth it. And I'd, I'd say that it... Not to sound like a super pious or uh, pompous, smarter syndrome kind of guy, but I'd say that, like, you know, Neo... Naval did it first. That's kind of where we got the idea after touring with them. And then we kind of jumped on board, and both of us got such immense amounts of shit that I feel like it, it kind of erased the stigma. You know what I mean? Like, and now you have tons of bands that are doing it, and they're not getting shit for it. And, I uh, like, if if us taking those hits, like, allowed for such an incredible tool as Patreon to be used without judgment in the metal scene, then, like, I'm totally fine with that. You know what I mean? And it's been good for us. It's been, you know, relatively lucrative. It's not, like, paying all of our rents or anything like that. It's, like, just giving us enough to stay on the road and not have to worry about going bankrupt and all that stuff. I mean, even since then, we've still had to take out a couple business loans for, like, you know, long-distance long travels, Australia, a couple European tours, all that kind of stuff. So it's, uh, it's by no means our only source of income or, like, total, you know, like, total financial security. But it helps enough, you know what I mean, to, like, keep the wheels going around. Like, knowing that that money's going to be coming in at the beginning of the month helps us, you know, plan our financial endeavors a little bit better. So it's uh, it's way worth it. And we're super grateful for the people who still support it and have supported it since the beginning.
0: Absolutely. Cheers to the Allegiant. Yes. Patreon. Cheers to the Patreon. Yes. That being said... Cheersing, craft beer, Vox and Hops is all about hanging out with metal dudes. Talking about their lives, music, and craft beer. Yes. Do you like craft beer? Are you a craft beer enthusiast? I
1: I, I wouldn't go so far as say enthusiast because there are a few craft beers, uh, particularly IPAs and hazy IPAs and triple IPAs, and all, I just can't do them. They just they have that they have that old woman soaked in pine cones <laughs> kind of <laughs> kind of taste to them. But things like these stouts, coffee stouts, uh, you know, milk stouts, porters, um, love it, love all of them. Even like like craft like pilsner. And like lighter lighter guys, like like nice blonde ales and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Love all those. Um, you know, there's a few IPAs that, that sneak their way in there that I, I am okay with, like Ballast Point. Uh, their sculpin is really good. Um I live right near the Ballast Point Brewery though, so I get, I, I I get was the fresh gonna, yeah, sculpting. <laughs> I
0: was gonna say that you're from San Diego, which is like a craft beer mecca.
1: Yes, yes. I live. I l- literally live five minutes away from the Stone Brewery, so it's like a lot of good stuff out of there as well. That was my first like real big exposure to craft beer um, growing up. So Stone Stone has a place. Close to the heart as well, but I, uh yeah, you know, I, like I said, I wouldn't go so far as to say enthusiast, but I do, I do enjoy a craft beer. How about like a beer that's made specially for your
0: band? I'd be so down. Let's let's uh, let's just pick a legion for now. Yeah. Let's go. What would the beer's name be? What would the style be?
1: Oof. Not an IPA. Yeah, not an IPA. We've ruled that out. No, ruled, ruled that out for sure. Um. Well, that's a good one that's a there's there's so many fun puns that could uh that could be made from that let's uh i mean we do have all hail science that's kind of like our 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 theme so i'm trying to think of like a you know what kind of what kind of beer type rhymes with science you just do like an all hail that and then (laughs) all hail stouts yeah all hail stouts exactly all hail all hail milk stout uh you know something like that uh all hail sours all hail sours i don't know if you like that's, ooh, that's actually really like good I like that, too. That is, yeah. I like that that, that, that is like a really than good than one. one yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I really, uh, <laughs> all hail sours the, yeah. the allegian beer for sure um 1.618 is another like big song of ours um golden ale because it's the golden ratio yes oh so that's hey, hey, thing. Yeah, see that's great yeah see, yeah see. Now, 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 now yeah now now the wheels are turning yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You do some Twitch work? Yeah. You yeah. play video games
1: online for people that don't know what that is? I do. I do. Uh, how metal are you on that? Um, not very, to be honest. I, you know, I mean, uh, most of the people who watch me on Twitch are fans of my music and okay. stuff like that. Um, so a lot of it is just like talking about what the bands are doing, what they're coming up with. Um, but at the same time, like, I, you know. <laughs> I've sometimes like been like, oh let's let's play some let's play some metal games, let's play some Doom, let's play some like, you know, stuff like that. Um but then on the other hand, I'm like a big giant like JRPG nerd, you know, and so you got to have like, fun. Yeah, and so I'm like yeah. let's play Final Fantasy 7 and Chrono Trigger <laughs> like I, you know. Um I've done a few channel takeovers where I've tried to, like I did uh Sekiro on the Unique Leader channel, um which was fun and a little bit more challenging. I've tried to do some of like the Souls games on stream and it it never works out because it's <laughs> it's like so hard to play a game of that level of intensity and be and like be entertaining at the same yeah, time like i yeah. like because i can play those games on my own and do well but i'm like focused i'm like yeah. you know not talking to anyone or answering questions or like looking over to my chat to be like oh this guy like how much how much time do you put into is it twitching yeah well it's streaming streaming yeah yeah um Uh, When I'm doing it, it's like an everyday kind of thing, like five, six days a week. Um, But I'll take breaks for a couple months here and there when I have to tour or like work on album stuff. But um, I'm actually in the middle of one of those. I think the last time that I did a really consistent stream schedule was, God, I want to say like June sometime around then. Um, So when I get back from this Allegiant headlining run in early November, uh, I'm going to be off the road for a couple months and I think I'm going to start hitting, hitting the streaming again real hard. I've got a big old laundry list of games that have all come out while I've been on the road and been too busy to play them. Um, so playing them with the fans, you know, might as well. It's awesome from the stage
0: to a chair in your house. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same thing. You're always on. Yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> hey
1: man, if I... If I if I wanted to if I wanted to be behind a curtain I wouldn't be a front man. <laughs> <laughs> On that note,
0: Riley, I want to say thank you. Cheers for coming out. Cheers stand with me, Vox yes. and Hops at Le Saint Buck Artisanale. Cheers, I'm stoked to see you tonight. Cheers. Hey, thank you all so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Riley's such a cool guy, such a talented vocalist. I went to the show afterwards, and I would just had such a pleasure watching just such a professional, trained vocalist perform his art on stage. It's 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 uh it was it was quite impressive. So a huge shout out to uh, to Riley and uh, any aspiring death metal vocalist that would like to go watch uh, someone that really knows what he's fucking doing uh, you should absolutely go check out riley and check out all his projects he's extremely talented and varied has many voices excellent diaphragm control very impressed if you guys want to send me any suggestions of who i should be interviewing what beers i should be drinking if you are a brewer a metal brewer and you would like to send me some brews so i could drink with some of my guests during my interviews Or I could just simply talk about them. Just give me a shout out at matt at voxandhops.com. I'm always super stoked to receive some emails from some Vox and Hops heads. So that's matt at voxandhops.com. That's M A T T at V O X A N D H O P S.com. I hope you guys had a great week. I hope that you will have a great weekend. And remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hops heads. If you're a Die Hard Springsteen fan, this is the show for you. So please subscribe to Numbut the Brave on your
1: favorite podcasting platform, and we hope to see you further on up the road.
0: Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you.